Hello, everyone. It is Liam, and we are back with another episode today. Joining me is Dr. Ed Gibson, with 40 years of experience in the construction industry and 30 years of research. Dr. Gibson, welcome back. Hello, Liam. So over the past few episodes, we've been talking about the front and planning process, and you mentioned the PDRI tool, which is basically a list of items for the team to consider at every stage of the project. And this is actually to be done in a group by a facilitator. So we know what we need to have in that group. What makes a good facilitator though? What are the keys? Yeah, so I guess I want to step back real quickly and, and talk a little bit about why you would need a facilitator. And when we developed these tools um, over the past 25 years, we really didn't know when we first developed them how they were going to be used and what was the best way to use them. And over the years, through observation, we found out that um, having a facilitator really from outside the project team who comes in and helps the team do the self-assessment is really important. And so um, the facilitator person is a person who obviously has some facilitation skills and also has some uh, technical capability in, in planning. And the facilitation skills are such that they actually run the meeting and run the process and not necessarily assess the project itself. So in, in some ways, you're a third party as you go through it. Uh, their responsibilities really are, there, there are several things that they need to do. First is there's some pre-meeting things that they must do. And one of them is to talk to the project manager or project team leader to find out um, you know, how the project is going to identify up front any issues that the team leader thinks needs to be addressed during the session, make sure that the right people are going to be um, invited to the meeting, um, you know, make sure that the team leader helps with logistics and so on and so forth. The logistics would be having the space and time to actually have the meeting, the room, or in, in the cases now, a virtual space to do that, uh, making sure that everyone has the right copies of everything, um, before they get in the meeting, that they know what the objectives are, uh, that the technology is working, and so on. Uh, making sure that the right people are invited. Uh, we can get to that a little bit later, but there are certain people that probably should be there and some that probably should not be there. And you make sure those people are invited. And then as a facilitator, you make sure that they actually are engaged in the process as you go through. The session itself, generally, depending on the type of PDRI used, will last from two to four hours. And so as the facilitator, you run the session, you make sure that we're proceeding in, in order that good answers are given for each one of the questions that make up, or each one of the elements that make up the PDRI, that we uh, assign, assign a scribe who actually captures any actions or gaps that we identify. Um, and generally then you close it out and you summarize what you've heard and provide a report to the team so that they know what actions they should do as they, they move forward. So that's kind of the, a little bit of, in a nutshell, some of the background information. Hmm. Well, you see right now that we spoke about all of this, then um, I think we need to address uh, two other things. You spoke about you know, choosing the people that need to be invited to that session. 
mm-hmm. and you know the traits of a facilitator now um first of all who do we need to invite to that session and second of all um should we look at outwards of the uh, original team for a facilitator are we looking for academics people from the industry both yeah so really good questions i think let me talk about a facilitator first uh, a facilitator as i said needs to have some unique skill sets but what we found is it's best to have someone from outside the team. They're not a stakeholder of the project. And that can be someone from within the same company or organization who has those skill sets, who isn't involved in it. It can be someone on the contractor side. It could be somebody on the owner side, actually, or the client side. It could be somebody from outside of either of those. It could be somebody from academia or another consultant. Uh, the key is they have the skills, but at the same time, they also um, are willing to are willing and able to focus on the process, not the project. And that's one of the key parts. Now, in terms of the people who are in the session, uh, frankly, that's the most important part, right? I mean, you need to have the right uh, session participants, and that helps in a couple of ways. One, it helps cover everything the right way. And number two, it also makes sure that they understand what's going on with other disciplines and other people who are engaged in planning the project. So it's an alignment check as well. We generally say about four different types of people or functions should be invited. Uh, First of all, it needs to be somebody from the client side or the sponsor side if possible. There needs to be somebody from the project management side, usually somebody with project controls and project management oversight. There generally needs to be some somebody or, or more than one person from the operations and management side. So the people who are going to take over the facility when it's completed. And then certainly we would be looking for technical leads, people who are key designers in certain technical components of the building, whether it's an architect, or a process engineer or a civil engineer and so forth. Um, what I found is that generally, usually if you have eight to 10, up to 15 people, that's a pretty good group of people to do the assessment um, in addition to the facilitator and you get the right input into the project. Um, in general, what you're trying to do is figure out where your gaps are and also gain alignment, as I said, amongst the top project team members of what has been done and what needs to be done and the problems that, that the team actually will face. Yeah, I see that. Again, um, as you touched on it earlier, obviously the team is important. Like who's gonna be in that meeting um, as we need to make sure that there are gonna be influential people from several, um, professions to make sure that we're addressing everything and also for facilitator um again you touched on how important it is for the facilitator to look at this as a process and not be so um preoccupied with how the project's going to be working out in the future you know and i really like that i think that really helps with impartiality of um of the facilitator yeah with that we actually we actually developed a class uh continuing education class here at ASU to train facilitators in doing this. And that's still available if anyone out there wants to take that or if their company wants to do that as well. 
uh, we can put that on. And it really lays out, you know, a lot of stuff around how to facilitate, how to set up the room, how to make sure that everything's done correctly and so forth, uh, based on 20, 25 years of experience in doing this. That's impressive. I mean, to our listeners, if you're hearing this, please do go out and look for that. I'm pretty sure you can get a lot of um, information out there. But with that, we're going to wrap up today's episode. Thank you, Dr. Gibson, for giving us your time today. It was pretty good that we, we spoke about this. Yeah, and we'll have you, thank you on a future episode. Uh, uh, of course, on a future episodes with questions and discussions. If you're listening to this podcast, please don't hesitate to contact us with your questions or suggestions. And with that being said, have a good rest of your day.